0: First off, if we want to grow, we want to continue to grow, we have to be able to self-assess. We have to figure out what areas that we're weak.
1: We all have those people that say, yeah, that's great, but that's not me, right? That's not me. I don't have that. If you don't think you have a blind spot, then that's your blind spot.
0: Just because you're in a position of leadership doesn't mean that you're a strong leader.
1: You know, obviously, as we become more aware of our strengths and we understand where we're strong, we can begin to see where we're weak and make adjustments moving forward.
0: At the end of the day, if we want to be a leader, our job is to get everybody to achieve their goals, right? We want to have everybody pulling in the same direction, and to, for us to achieve that, um, we need to understand where we are as a leader, right? Our, our team can only grow um, if we grow. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Welcome back to the Farm System podcast, your home for baseball development. We're here for you, by you, and with you. I'm your co-host, Joey Cunha,
1: and I'm Bo Callis. This podcast is designed for coaches, players, scouts, really anyone looking to further their development in the game of baseball. Here at the Farm System, we take pride in being lifelong learners, and we are here to be a bridge from where you are to where you're going.
0: We'd like to welcome back our veteran listeners.
1: We're happy to grow with you again.
0: We'd also like to welcome our first-time listeners, the rookies. Don't worry, every vet was once a rookie. This podcast is brought to you by our partners over at Yackertech. Yackertech is the gold standard for measuring spin rate, velocity, trajectory, and most important, spin axis of a pitched ball. No other system captures such clarity of a moving ball. Learn more about their system at yakertech.com. On this episode, Bo and I start the series on how to discover your blind spots.
1: Pull up a seat, grab your notepad, here's Bo and Joe.
0: Welcome back to another episode of The Farm,
1: Unfiltered. Joey, 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 my Garth. Excited to be back on the mic with you. I'm especially excited for this episode as we're starting our uh, new multi-part series on uh, discovering your blind spots. And um, before we dive into this, guys, make sure you head over to um, our website. We have a a little template fill-in sheet that you can follow along with us and take some notes um, and provide you adequate takeaways. We'll be updating that weekly, so make sure you check that out. As we get going here, Joy, why don't you just dive in a little bit uh, and just open up what is a blind spot?
0: Yeah, so... Uh, This is pretty, you know, something that I I I definitely stole from John Maxwell and a lot of his teachings. If you guys don't know John Maxwell, you should get on that. He's written like, you know, I don't know, almost three hundred books or something like that. Um, He's like a leadership guru, um, and he also consults for like a lot of uh, major corporations. Um, He also, when I was with Planet Fitness, they came in and did some leadership stuff with us. So uh, he got some certifications through his program. But with that being said, one of the things uh, that I was a big takeaway for me and what we're going to do this series on is discovering your blind spot. So what is a blind spot? That's the first thing that we have to uh, kind of understand um, before we can you know, disco- learn how we can discover it, right? We need to know what it is in the first place. So when we look into this, right, a blind spot is just almost exactly what you instantly think of, of is like if you were driving in a car, right? The blind spot in your car, it's areas that we can't see right? It's things that we can't see. Um, it's, it's, you know, all of us have probably, you know, if you haven't, it's coming, right? That you almost got into a car accident because somebody was sitting in your blind spot or getting with to go change lanes and you didn't see them. Um, and now, that you know, there's a whole bunch of different ways that, uh, you know, it, obviously it's such a problem that a lot of different car companies have come up with a bunch of different solutions for how they can solve those uh, and, and cause less accidents. So we're kind of going to dive into that and what that looks like in the sense of like a leadership model and how it affects um, you know, what are the effects, why it's important in, in all of those different areas.
1: Yeah. And when you examine Joey and, and Maxwell dives into this as well, we can't, there's no way in getting around the blind spot, especially like if you've driven in a car, um, no matter how far you try to run, um, it's there. So why don't you dive into as we get going here, why is it important? And especially why is it important for leaders?
0: I mean, the, the first thing is we have to be intentional. Um, this is the, the biggest part of growth, is we have to be intentional about uh, our growth, right? And we have to have a growth plan. And the only way that we could have a growth plan uh, plan and we can be intentional about it is we have to understand, um, our, and this is one of uh, Maxwell's quotes as well, is our ability to grow is directly correlated with, uh, to our ability to self-assess, Right? So when we look at that again, and this is just this, it's it's much easier uh, to work on something when we have we have a plan of what we want to work on, right, or what we we know that what we need to work on, right. So like let let's say um, okay, so let's say you're a coach, right, and you know that your team um, is terrible with defending small ball, right. If you know what you need to work on, right, then you can design a practice plan around that, right, and you can design a plans to get your team better at those areas. Maybe it's better with two strikes, maybe it's better in plus counts, all those other things, but again, the first part of that is identifying um, what that area is so that way you can develop a plan that's intentional about it, right? So um, that's the first part of it is first off, if we want to grow, we want to continue to grow, we have to be able to self-assess, we have to figure out what areas that were weak and then what we... um, you know, and we also, why that's important is how this, these blind spots affect our team, right? So when we're blind to an area, especially as a leader, and we're blind to a certain um, aspect of our leadership or a certain aspect of um, our team, that leaves our team at risk, right? Because that's an area that we're not focusing on. Like, again, if you were uh, terrible at defending the small ball and you get into like a championship series, right? And some team, other team understands where you're weak and then they expose that area. Again, maybe that's two, uh, with two strikes, maybe that in plus counts, you know, again, that you guys are dead red on uh, plus counts. So they start throwing change-ups or off-speed pitches or whatever, right? If we're if you guys are blind to that area and what you guys are weak at, uh, and that leaves your team um, exposed, right? And then the, also the next part of that is how your blind spots affect your ability uh, to achieve your goals and also your overall performance. So that's the biggest part is that when you have blind spots, again, it's going to take you much longer to achieve those goals uh, that you're trying to achieve because you don't know where you're weak. You don't know um, where you're going to come up short and where you're going to maybe need to outsource. And we'll kind of talk through a lot of that stuff later on. But if we want to achieve our, our goals faster or help our team achieve their goals and or higher, have higher performance, we need to first understand our blind spots.
1: Yeah. And when you talk about assessing those, I mean, obviously, that's a continued process. Typically for you, I know you've had some action plans with this. How often are you assessing yourself? Um, I know, obviously, as a coach, it's an assessment every single day. So is it kind of the same process for you personally when you're, um, you know, first discovering those blind spots? And is that a conversation you have with people, uh, like almost like an an accountability partner?
0: Yeah, so a big part with that is just like you're uh, you're saying is there's a whole bunch of different techniques of wh- how you can go about it, and everybody's going to be a little bit different, just like a player on that side, right? So um, first off, I have uh, when we t- uh, when I mentioned earlier having an intentional growth plan, um, you know, I have five things uh, that I do every single day to make sure that I continue to grow, and that holds me accountable, right? They're like uh, daily vitamins, you could say, right? So I have like checkpoints, like okay, did I get these five things done um, every single day, and they're different for every single uh, person. Um, and so for mine, you know, again, like every single day I pray, every single day I read, every single day I write, every single day I ask questions, and every day, I sh- uh, every single day I got in my way to show unconditional love, right? Those are my five that continue to grow, and for the areas that I'm trying to achieve, those are the five that I have identified. Again, those are different for every single person. Yours don't need to be mine, um, but… You know, with that, those keep me on track, and then, like you're saying as well, um, definitely accountability is. You can go about it in a bunch of different ways. That's one way I keep myself accountable. But yes, surrounding yourself with people, have accountability partners. Those are definitely um, huge on that note, and having guys that are able to identify it for you, because you know, a big a big part of that um, a big part of that is as uh, I a lot of times we're not the best at self-assessing, right? That's a very, uh, that's a a difficult skill for a lot of people to have, especially um, people that have been successful. Um, That naiveness is actually a lot of times, and we'll kind of talk about this uh, later on with like uh, general like blind spots or or common blind spots that people have. Um, But yeah, that's definitely a, a hard part and that could be great to have a team member to help you out with that for sure.
1: Yeah, and part of the next section here and what we were talking about yesterday Um, We all have those people that say, yeah, that's great, but that's not me, right? That's not me. I don't have that. If you don't think you have a blind spot, then that's your blind spot. (laughs) That's what me and Joey had mentioned yesterday. So um, obviously, Joey, some of that changes uh, depending on the person that may be bigger. Um, Some of it may change based on the situation. So um, why don't you dive into some of those things that may be able to um, change that a little bit and, and and how that affects the way we see those blind spots.
0: Yeah, so like you already mentioned, and we we kind of dive in through this is that everybody has a blind spot, just like every car has a blind spot. Some uh, some people's blind spots are bigger than others, right? Some of us are, you know, drive a semi, <laughs> and we just have gigantic blind spots. You know, we're not supposed to, you're not supposed to drive right behind a semi. You're not supposed to. Um, there's this big like um, basically like triangle um, from the backside of the semi that you're not supposed to be in because they can't see you. And so, you know, with that again, some of us are semis, and some of us are you know Mini Coopers, right? There's smaller blind spots. We're more aware, but at the end of the day, we all have blind spots. And now, with that being said, um, you know what we can identify there is usually the bigger the ego is like the bigger size of the car, right? Some of us are semis, some of us are like Mini Coopers, right? Now, with that, it's an important, you know, and this is something to realize that it's impossible to monitor every spot by yourself. Even if you have small blind spots, right? You have to monitor all sides of the car at once. That's a very difficult task uh, to do. So, uh, you know, it, with all these, and that is dependent on, the environment and all the things that are happening around us, right? So when we look at this, that's where your team comes in, right? Or having an accountability partner comes in and also too, just like uh, just like cars now have, we can set up ways that we have like alarms, right? Or radar set up to help us understand when someone's moving into our blind spot. Um, we can set up things in our life that are like alarms that help us understand when, when someone's uh, entered that blind spot that we might not be seeing. Um, Some different seasons and things like that that also affect our our blind spots is you know different times of the year right some parts of the year are busier than others some parts of the year are you know you're scrambling you're in the middle of the season there's a lot of moving parts and so with that our blind spots can grow because of the season and then lastly you know just the environment they're in the people that we surround ourselves with um, you know what areas you're focusing on sometimes you're operating within your blind spot and if you don't know it's your blind spot you can really get yourself in trouble as well so that again kind of ties into the performance side.
1: Yep, exactly. And I wanted to dive into a piece of that you'd mentioned there. Um, Obviously, it's impossible to monitor every blind spot by yourself, um, which you dove into there. It's important to have your team um, communicate and be on the same page to hold each other accountable. Um, Obviously, some corporations and when you're facilitating between bigger groups, uh, you're not going to be able to necessarily have those conversations with everybody. Uh, At 108, we're fortunate to have a little bit smaller of a staff at the moment, so we can communicate and kind of see where people come up short and delegate there. But um, how would you suggest to coaches tuning in to have those conversations with their staff and their players, and, and maybe some of that vulnerability aspect to it?
0: Yeah. So a big part of that is I think this is another thing is it doesn't necessarily have to be. The conversations don't necessarily have to happen with your staff. Like you could have a mentor that's external, right? Part of your company. You could have a spiritual mentor. You could have a business mentor. You could have these other guys that might be in other industries. Or, you know, I I pull um, a lot of my mentors might be outside of, you know, the facility, right? And also, too, you have some inside the facility, right? So uh, the same thing goes with your team. It could be your AD right? Maybe you have a close relationship with your AD and they can help you monitor where your blind spots. They have a higher view. Um, a lot of times when you, when you look at this is, uh, we used to talk about this at planet fitness is like, let's say you're the janitor, right? You're worried about like your bathroom, right? The GM is worried or the assistant manager is worried about their shift, right? Or their, their responsibilities. The GM is worried about the entire facility, right? And then, but the regional manager is now overviewing all of the facilities in the region. And then your you know, uh, director of operations is overlooking all of the regions. So they have a little bit of higher scope and have a, a different perspective to kind of see some things maybe where you're weak comparatively to other people because they just have um, a larger scope to see things through. So sometimes looking, getting somebody that's at a higher ground and maybe has a little bit over uh, foresight can definitely, you know, I mean, uh, some more scope can can definitely help you um, see some things that maybe you're not seeing from your perspective or your lens, right? So that's definitely a big help. And then and like you're saying, one thing that's uh, very important though, is that especially your direct reports are the ones that, uh, that are working lateral to you, um, even too with your, with your, uh, your boss or, um, you know, again, your mentor or anything like that, being vulnerable with and identifying where your blind spots are and that you're aware of your blind spots and that, you know, that you might be missing something is very important. And I think that that's why that, that question kind of ties in. What am I missing? Uh, definitely brings a humbleness to the conversation and kind of leaves it open for, uh, you know, some conversations and, and makes it open that you might be missing something and you just want to, you know, put your best step forward, uh, that you might just be seeing things from your lens.
1: Yeah. And this is a little bit off script. I just want to pick your brain on this is people develop, um, you know, through the leadership styles and start to fulfill and get a little bit more self-actualized. Do you think that they're just a little bit more aware of those blind spots as opposed to people that don't quite develop into those leaders?
0: Yeah. I mean, I would say this, there's definitely, um, and this is, this kind of ties into the position just because you're in a position of leadership doesn't mean that you're a strong leader, right? So I think this, there is people that are, are leaders that have major blind spots that they're not aware of. Um, and it, I think overall, it just more more so hurts the team's performance, right? So that, that's the thing is you could be a leader and not be aware of your blind spots. And there also there's leaders that are very aware of their blind spots. And, you know, again, and it's also how you're measuring success as well, right? So, and this is another thing, um, just because you're aware of your blind spots doesn't necessarily mean um, that you know, just because you're aware of a blind spot doesn't necessarily mean that you can't be a good leader. Like if you can't fix that blind spot, right? We're, we're going to always have blind spots. So that's something to identify and and, and think about early is that we're always going to have these blind spots. And this is a ongoing you know process. This isn't a, you know, one-time fix or now I'm aware of it. So it's going to go away and I can be, you know, you can be better. Right. And we're going to talk through these things here in a minute, but you know, that's always going to be there and we can still operate. We're just learning how to, Uh, When we are aware of them, it makes us a better leader and it helps our teams.
1: Perfect. And uh, as we progress towards that process, uh, obviously, we'll be opening that up over the course of these multi-part podcasts. But um, step one, obviously, that deals with our strengths. Um, Blind spots are usually directly tied to those. So why don't you go ahead and open up a little bit about step one for us?
0: Yeah, so usually, typically, uh, like, again, when guys are trying to discover their blind spot, right? And the, the problem with the blind spot is we don't know what it is. <laughs> We're blind to it, right? So usually, again, and some people are better at self-assessing. Maybe you guys are already aware of one of your major blind spots to this point. But um, if you're not aware, like most of us aren't, right, um, because it is a blind spot in our lives, the best way and the easiest way to identify it is to start with our strengths. And usually, your blind spots are, are directly tied to your strengths. So... For example, right? Let's say that you're a romantic, right? So let's say that you're always, you know, thinking of like the best case scenario, right? And with that, it makes you romantic. You, you know, everything, it makes you very optimistic, right? You're always thinking about, um, you know, solutions. You're always thinking the best of people, right? Um, that's a very strong characteristic and that's something that's very important for a leader, right? To be the most optimistic guy. Um, now, with that being said, you might not be the best person for hiring, for example, right? Because when you go into an interview, you always... Think of the best case scenario When this person's gonna deliver This person's gonna do this This person's gonna do that um, Look how great they could be Dot, 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 dot And maybe you're not the best person To identify areas where they're weak And where there could be lapses Of that person on your team Or, you know, again Maybe you're not the best recruiter, right? If we were to tie that into uh, the baseball sense Maybe you're not the best recruiter Because you always think the best of players And you always see the best in people While that is a great strength That also shows you That you might have blind spots um, You know, you might be the one That's always welcoming people into your circle and, you know, again, you leave yourself exposed uh, because of your strength, right? So there's a lot of times, and that's just like one example, there's, there's a lot of times where our biggest weakness is usually tied to our biggest uh, strength.
1: Perfect. And then um, as we self-assess that as far as like figuring out what our strengths are, obviously, It's easy to see the good sides of that. So Mm. when you're trying to examine how that can play into the blind spot effect, um, what are some ways that you can do that?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I think the first step with that is, uh, first off, there's a lot of people that don't really know where they're strong. Like, you know, everybody can see uh, the pros of something they do, but they, I think uh, self-assessing, a lot of people have a misrepresentation of what they're actually good at, right? That's the first step, right? So. With that, you know, we, if you want to identify your blind spot first, you have to identify your strengths, right? And so with that, here's a kind of some thought, this is a thought experiment that you can kind of walk yourself through to identify uh, what you're strong at, right? So the first thing you could ask yourself is like, what situations do you prefer, right? So in what situations would you like to be deployed, right? <laughs> Meaning like, okay, so um let's say there's, you know, for example, if you're a coach, let's say when you guys are doing defense, you feel most comfortable, right? When you guys are hitting, you feel most comfortable. When, you know, guys are having problems with their family, you feel like you're equipped for those conversations. When guys are having, you know, issues in the classroom, you feel like you're best, you know, uh, in those cases, right? Those, when you think about what situations that you prefer or you feel really comfortable in, those are usually a sh- an area of strength for you, right? Another thing that you wanna, um, you know, kind of ask yourself is, What's your strongest quality, right? And this is something that, again, we don't have, um, always have the best viewpoint on. We're not the best at assessing this. So we can, you know, the best part here is we can ask others, right? That's something that I I try to do on a constant basis is ask others um, for, because they're going to give you objective feedback or, um, and also to, obviously some of it is subjective. So remember you're, you're taking in, um, you know, and who you ask is very important. So, you know, you want to ask people that are, that are close to you, but also too are going to give you the truth right? Um, That, that, that want to give you objective feedback um, that is not emotionally tied to a lot of things. Again, maybe their love for you, or maybe that you guys got into an argument the day before or something, right? So you want someone that's going to give you objective feedback. Um, And then, you know, because of that, we don't often see ourselves um, and the light that others see us, right? So we have to, by asking others that can give us a lot of feedback and that can help us understand where we're strong. And then, you know, another question that we would constantly ask guys to help, help guys narrow it down. Some guys, are like, hey, look, <laughs> I'm pretty good at a lot of things. All right. I'm pretty good at a lot of things. Right. So we, we always ask this question What gets you accepted on the Avengers? Right. If you were to get accepted to the Avengers, right. Are you Superman? Or are you Batman? Are you the best fighter? Can you fly? You know what I'm saying? What are the things that you're the best at? Right. And those are the things, again, if we had to pick one thing, right, to help us identify our biggest blind spot, which is what we're focused on here, um, you know, it's hard, it's sometimes hard to identify one thing. So when we ask ourselves, what gets us accepted on the Avengers, right? If I had to pick the, you know, top quality team and I'm getting accepted to the All Star team, what is my role? Right. Am I the recruiting coordinator? Right. Am I the pitching coach? Am I the hitting coach? Right. If we could have 30 coaches on this team, what's the one thing that I crush at? Right. What is that leading um, a group of leaders? Right. Am I the guy uh, that's maybe not necessarily um, huge in one area, but I'm just really good at managing uh, individuals. Right. And getting everybody pulling the same direction. Right. That's also a very large strength as well. So those are some things that are like very important when we kind of tie into that and understanding um, and how to identify our strengths.
1: Perfect. And you know, obviously, as we come, we become more aware of our strengths and we understand where we're strong. We can begin to see where we're weak and make adjustments um, moving forward. Which we'll dive into on the next episode. We'll be um, identifying the blind spot that corresponds with that strength. However, obviously, Joey, we need to continue to develop the toolbox. I think the more we develop and become strong in other areas. Um, you know, those weaknesses will definitely come to light. So
0: yeah, absolutely. And and guys, this is meant to be an interactive uh, process like Bo is saying. So again, being when we can identify these things and we can identify where we're strong. I mean, all of these things are, are when it comes to leadership is going to have us at the end of the day, if we want to be a leader, our job is to get everybody to achieve their goals, right? We want to have everybody pulling in the same direction. And to, for us to achieve that, um, we need to understand where we are as a leader, right? Our, our team can only grow um, if we grow, right? So we need to keep uh, – as, as we grow, our team will grow and we need to keep, keep that in mind as we continue to push forward and we continue on um, this this journey, right, that we're on as leaders um, to get better and better and on a, just like we said at the beginning of the podcast, to be lifelong learners. Right, So that's something that's very important and we'll continue to dive into these as we go. Uh, make sure to check out uh, the, the system.farm. Again, we got a whole bunch of resources on there that we've tied in for that free membership. We're also, like Bo had mentioned, we, we launched a premium membership as well that has chat boards, all kinds of uh, rankings. We're going to continue to build on that side. There's a lot of things that uh, will be going forward and we have some exciting things coming on on those chat boards and how we're going to utilize those to kind of get conversation going and making sure that we all continue to grow. Um, but from us and our partners over at Yackertech until next time farm system out.